0: This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing.
1: Well, I'm going to welcome everyone to our next episode of Marketing Jam. A huge thanks as well again to Canada Post. You guys are awesome. Thank you for supplying all of our listeners and viewers with free magazines, uh, all about insights into the world of marketing stories, inspiration, case studies. Uh, I know magazines and Canada post mailings may not get you SEO juice uh, for your website, but it tells some amazing stories about content that came from the mail, got sent in the mail and produced amazing momentum that again, got featured in the press and in the news and in online stories, which of course helped with their SEO. So thank you insight magazine for telling us those stories how print and digital integrate, and uh, yay for mail. So um, without further ado, I want to welcome our guest today. We have Brittany from Moz, which is so, so exciting. We met many years ago, first at (laughs) our Canadian Internet Marketing Conference up in Squamish, British Columbia, and uh, we have her back. And this is many years later. Uh, And, of course, uh, you know, we get feedback on all of our speakers, and Brittany, you blew uh, all of our guests uh, away with your data and your stories. And of course, your technical title at Moz is the SEO scientist, is that correct?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go with that, SEO scientist. Um, so how did you become an SEO scientist? What was how did someone stumble upon that title and into that job world?
0: Yeah, it's a pretty goofy path, um, and one that's really kind of built on the back of failure. So I yeah. just like, couldn't find a job after college and had always dreamed of being a snowboard bum. And so my dad drove me out to Colorado and I sort of just fell in love with Breckenridge and started um, you know, snowboarding a lot and waiting tables. And then I started to get into some real basic script kitty hacking where I was learning to manipulate like websites or leave messages or getting things to print on my neighbor, like just really weird stuff. So slowly getting into tech. And then a local realtor saw my journalism background and hired me to write local listings. And when he introduced me to SEO, my whole world changed. I mean, I could not stop thinking about, you can figure out how many times a month people search for a particular thing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of consumed me and I would, you know, rank for competitive terms just for fun. And that's sort of what landed me on the map in SEO in the SEO world, basically.
1: And and how did you discover Moz? What was kind of the, the Moz yeah. discovery? And what's that robot? Do you guys still have the robot? Roger. The robot? Yeah. Roger the robot. Okay, yeah.
0: Roger's still around, yeah. <laughs> I uh, So I had my own agency in Denver, Colorado called Pride Marketing for about five and a half years. And towards uh, the last couple of years of that, I started some public speaking just to share these incredible things that we were discovering and figuring out and you know we had really found a beautiful niche in medical where we could you know reverse engineer it and it essentially became a science for my team and so really just wanted to get that out there and that led to meeting in industry leaders and um yeah led to the opportunity at moz
1: that's incredible so yeah. those that are listening to the show marketers cmos marketing directors those that own businesses, uh, how would you break down SEO? Like, how do you explain SEO for someone that's maybe just kind of heard about it, maybe heard negative things about it, or or just don't know anything about it? How do you kind of break it down for people?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So, you know, traditionally it's search engine optimization. So you really are trying to capitalize on free real estate within Google, right? More and more people are doing searches every day. Um, majority of website traffic comes in from organic. So really SEOs today, I, I was just thinking about this, I wish we could pivot the term to make it more modern to like search engine engineers, because we're really just engineering websites to make sure that you're accessible to Google so that you are structured in a way that performs best in search and really solves the searcher intent so that you show up more and higher up on search results.
1: That's amazing, and how would you describe the difference between people that are saying, man, it's all about how your website is built, the structure, what's on your website, to those that are saying it's all about backlinks and off-site and everything that's happening off of your website as far as where your time and energy should be going?
0: Yeah, I think um, it's a bit of a perspective shift, right? Because traditionally, Google, pre-machine learning and um, intelligent algorithm systems the only basis they had to determine a popular site from a non-popular site or good content from bad content is similar to real life right it's third-party credibility so if four people completely unrelated all told you that the coffee shop two miles from you is the best in the whole area, you would likely start to believe it. Same thing with links. Links are basically third credit, third third credit, third party credibility builders for the internet, you know? And so while that really worked well in the past, I think, and it's going to continue to provide some value, we really do have to modernize that perspective to think about Google already is housing all these machine learning systems. They see what is solving people's intent in search more and more and more. And with the addition of things like BERT back in November of 2019, they are understanding natural language and text better than ever before. And so they can more accurately determine whether a site's content really solves the answers to these different questions. Versus, does it just have backlinks, right? They're they're more intelligently gauging quality content.
1: Now you have an incredible whiteboard explanation of BERT up on Moz's website and Moz's you. YouTube. So just a shout out to Whiteboard Fridays, coming out by the fine folks at Moz. But those that I just want to know now, how do you kind of give a quick kind of reader's digest version of BERT?
0: Totally, I thought about this so much, and I wanted to be able to explain it to my mom, and this is how you can do it. So traditionally, natural language processing has been this field for decades, right? And it's really come from wanting computers to understand text. This has traditionally been impossible, right? Computers store text, they can, you know, you can write text into a computer, but the actual computational understanding of language is incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. So in comes this field of NLP. And NLP is interesting because traditionally there's been these one-off algorithms that do one little thing really, really well, like question and answering, right, for example. And so when you think of the most popular NLP algorithms, it's really like, think of your kitchen utensils, what you have Mm -hmm. to cook. Uh, Think of, you know, the 12 most frequently used utensils in your kitchen, BERT is basically one utensil with all of those features in one so it's like a like, swiss um, army knife it's a swiss army knife of utensils okay. exactly and after it's fine-tuned it can do all of those 12 utensils tasks better and more refined and so it's incredibly powerful um and it's only as good as you fine-tune it and we'll see it continue to get better and it still has limitations definitely don't want to overhype it but it's Revolutionary in the field of NLP.
1: Wow, and NLP to break that down? What does that yeah,
0: for? natural language processing. So the field of really just understanding language, understanding um, you know, things back and forth. Because even older models are one direction, right? And so BERT is bi-directional. It's looking at it's storing memory of text and making relationships to previous things that you've said. And, and it's fascinating. Um, yeah, really an exciting new addition to the field.
1: In a sense, BERT can almost build upon every search you make, it, it can easily get smarter and better and more attuned to who you are.
0: Totally, totally. And what we're seeing with OpenAI, so Elon Musk's company that they created, they basically um, used BERT to build a natural language text generator and they deemed it too good to release to the public it was too good at creating this content and it really is and now they've since released it um but it i mean you can see where it could be dangerous for political reasons or creating mass amounts of spam on a particular topic Uh, it's really interesting there's um Talk to transformer.com where you can play around with that BERT model, and that's just one of the many things that BERT actually does. And when you're in your Gmail and it there's that predictive text when you're typing email, yeah. that's oh, BERT. Yeah. that is yeah, BERT. so it's understanding, great, yeah. yeah, it's really it's understanding what it is that you're communicating um, and taking that all in.
1: Right. so Brittany break it down for someone who's again, brand new to SEO and is like, man, what tools should I use? What's that tool going to do for me? Cause I, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are skeptical of outsourcing it to someone quite yet, or they had a bad experience or they just yeah. want to understand it first before they outsource it to a vendor. So what, what's something that someone can do where can they go and, and what does that look like?
0: Oh, that is such a good question. Um, so first I think it, it would come back to really understanding your target market. What are the what are they searching for? What are the problems they're trying to solve? Knowing what it is that you're trying to tackle in the realm of SEO can really help you better decide what tools are right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's sort of dependent on the level of SEO you hope to incorporate into your site uh, as well as topical, right? So if you're really focused on content creation, maybe you need a tool with really strong keyword research, like Moz's Keyword Explorer. Um, and so, yeah, you got to really sort of evaluate um, the features that are necessary to complete the work that you aim to do.
1: So if you were to kind of sit in a room with like Moz and SEMrush and Ahrefs. Kind of, do you guys do you guys have kind of awareness of what your strengths and weaknesses are between each other? Or are you kind of all vying for the all-in-one product at this
0: point? Yeah, I think we do have an awareness of other people of other competitive strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. um, and it's interesting, right? Because I think in this space, it's really easy to get into a feature war where you want to have all the same features as you know competitor A and competitor B. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think what's sort of exciting that's happening at Moz is we're trying to kind of go to where the puck is headed, right? We're sort of trying not to fall into one of those traps, Um, but it is exciting. And the competitive tools do certain things really well. You know, I, I have used the competitive tools and understand that there's pros and cons to each one. And, you know, it's funny because in SEO, when I talk to people, they use multiple tools. They don't just use yeah. one, right? They yeah. kind of divide and conquer to cover all of that, and yeah. so it's it is really really interesting.
1: Wow, I liked your good Canadian quote there from Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. So, tell me about Moz's kind of whole model, like the Whiteboard Fridays, the education, the the MozCon, like why all that time and energy into the education side of things?
0: Yeah, I think. That was a huge part of starting Moz, right? Rand built Moz in his mom's basement writing about SEO. And so it's kind of in our DNA to do high quality, high level research and provide tangible takeaways and value to the audience that we've managed to build and the great community that we've surrounded ourselves with. So I think Um, we take that very seriously, you know, I, for one as well, take speaking very seriously Mm is I get, you know, I'm so appreciative of people's time and their attention. And if I can just be a catalyst for the information and plant the seeds of info necessary for all of you to create the next big idea or, um, process or automated workflow, that's what I'm after um so yeah i think that's just sort of in our dna
1: so someone who has someone doing their seo for them you know they, they've hired someone they, they they're getting these reports and they kind of get them but don't fully what are the things that three things that they should look for in a report well how do you know if someone's doing good seo work what's kind of the piece to hold them accountable with
0: oh that's a great question um so I think one of the best ways to know if someone's doing quality SEO work for you is do they really understand your goals? Do they ask about what are your most profitable products and services and put them in order for me to better tackle your SEO? Um, Are they providing ROI on organic? Are they able to um, follow up with reports that say, You know, we tried this and it doesn't look like it worked all that well. We're going to pivot to this. Um, But really, I think for me, it comes just down to a very like human level of caring and wanting, like having genuine concern and understanding for the client's goals and roadmap and how all of those things can kind of work together.
1: That's awesome. And, and I know, it's, uh, especially on SEO, maybe it's a harder one to do. But if you were to look into kind of a magic ball and look to the future of uh, yeah. things that people should uh, be aware of or kind of trends that you're looking at right now, what, what would you say is kind of maybe would you foretell coming down the, the pipeline? Oh,
0: such a good question. Um, I think automation is going to propel this industry forward. I think hopefully, you know, in a year, two years, a couple years gone will be the days that we spend hours doing 301 redirects, right? And we've already seen processes like automatic redirects come into play. Um, And so that's where I think we can really level up and sort of shift from this tactical uh, mindset to higher level thinking, higher level Mm -hmm. strategy work. You shouldn't, if you're the sole SEO or if you're hiring a consultant, hopefully, we can provide automated insights that then allow us to keep that higher perspective and ensure we're on the right course.
1: That's Great. Um, where do you go for inspiration, ideas to kind of stay fresh and kind of keep your finger on the pulse?
0: Yeah, um, so definitely Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. You know what's funny though is lately I've been trying to follow people outside of the industry and experts outside of the industry And I've had so much fun um, learning. I think it's called the Knowledge Podcast. Or does that sound familiar? Um, It's amazing. And there's experts from all over on that. Um, I'm constantly reading different books. Like I just got done with originals that I absolutely loved by Adam Grant. Um, I'm, I'm also constantly trying to really lean on uh, experts in different fields, right? And I think now is the most opportune time to reach out to those experts mm-hmm. and figure out what it is that they're consuming or if they, you know, find anything interesting. Um, I watched the number one TED Talk on hacking a couple of years ago, yeah. and I figured out that Pablo Holman, who gave that talk, I had a connection through... Um, this individual in Seattle who worked with him and I managed to grab lunch, we're now friends. And just this weekend, Pablos sent me the most mind blowing piece of content I've consumed in over a year. And it's a podcast about AI with uh, Whitney Cummings, the comedian. And this is exactly sort of why I'm so passionate about the work that I do because Whitney's not an expert in machine learning. Mm -hmm. She's not an expert in AI. She has no technical background or skill. However, she has this incredibly strong perspective on psychology and the Mm -hmm. brain and human emotions. And her thoughts on AI were far more visionary and revolutionary than any AI expert I've heard in the last several years. And Mm -hmm. I think everyone is an expert in their own right, you know. And so really it's about consuming different pieces of content that you can kind of make these parallel connections and elevate your work to the next level. And I just, I think that's one of the most beautiful things in the whole world.
1: Awesome. So for agencies and brands listening to the show, and they want to hire someone internally to do their SEO, you know, thankfully, you know, Google has their Google certificates, Google Analytics, Hootsuite has a social media marketing certificate, Social has one as well. you know, is there a certificate for to kind of actually qualify someone if they know SEO and if not, how can someone hire someone that they know is quality?
0: Yeah, the best certificate is an actual website in which they dabble and test and play with. It really is because unless they have something to show for it or that they're actively learning and that's why when I had my agency, I worked really hard to figure out what are the best questions to determine how curious and competitive an individual is. Mm -hmm. Those are the two most important traits for SEO. You have to just really be relentless in wanting to rank number one and passionately curious to get to the bottom of different things. And so I think if the person has, naturally has those two traits, they will most likely be testing and executing and learning from some whether it be a silly website or a side gig that they're trying to build, um, but I would look for proof there um, before any type of certificate.
1: And do those certificates even exist? i you know that, that are out there in the market.
0: You know, it's funny. I have yet to hear of one that's kind of the industry standard.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. doesn't okay. really exist.
1: Okay. Um, Moss and, has
0: a great certificate program, um, but it's relatively new, right? So that has yet to sort of. Take off or cover the whole industry. Hopefully, that could lead the way to some degree. But again, the individuals have to be doing this stuff on their
1: own. Yeah, and with it all, like you guys continue to put out new content, and and things expire quickly. I imagine there's no gonna there's not gonna be an SEO textbook that's gonna be printed and
0: totally. shipped out. Totally, there's no standard blueprint because it's always changing. It's very fluid. Um, yeah, that's, and that's part of what makes it so fun too. you know, you get to really stay up to date on how Google's working, how things are changing and sort of pivot from there. Yeah.
1: I, I love the fact that there is so much fairness in, in SEO and that, you know, a uh, kind of mom and pop, you know, cat sweater company could compete with this massive global conglomerate cat sweater company. Uh, Yeah, at the same level, if they can produce good content, they know what they're doing and they stay on top of things.
0: Totally. And now with the whole COVID situation, Google has um, allowed free product listings for small businesses. So for any small companies listening, by all means, take advantage of that, you know, put your products on there. And if you're a service based industry, something that we've seen work very well is you can list products and the images. So there was a great example of um, a restaurant and it listed these products, but they weren't really products. They were an image that had a text overlay of free delivery delivery free pickup and it listed the different services as products and so if that's currently working by all means like do whatever necessary to try to get that information out to the general public searching for your types of
1: services so do you think technically a lawyer could put in do your will and put a price to it and put it in the google shopping
0: oh absolutely from what i have seen currently
1: yeah absolutely
0: absolutely i mean we'll we'll see how this plays out and i don't foresee them putting restrictions on that because that's it's still a a service people pay for it's something it's a transaction so um while this is still working by all means do that
1: that's amazing so for you, uh, as far as kind of day-to-day life, what are apps that you can't live without? What are your kind of go-to on your phone that you so love? So
0: many. So I've listened to your other podcasts and heard so many, you ask different guests, like, are you an Android or an iPhone? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I'm kind of dying to know, like, what are you and do you have, uh, thoughts on one versus the other?
1: So I, I am Apple, like I'm kind of in the Apple environment, but my, apps I mostly use on my Apple device are like Google Cal, the Gmail, yeah. um, Instagram. I've got a few like meditation apps that I really, really like. Um, and then I've, I've gotten addicted to TikTok recently and can't Dude, get enough. You're so cool.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: I have like, I also have a 13 year old son. So I keep snap on here. Cause he sends streaks. There's not much more else that happens besides streaks. Um, Reddit. Uh, my kids actually recently, I also have a four and a six year old, and they're we got Messenger Kids recently. So they can like, they like, you can, kids can like message with their friends or aunts and uncles and neighbors' kids, and it's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I find that fascinating. And then my favorite game these days, it's in the Apple Arcade, and it's called Sneaky Sasquatch, and it's incredible. And what it's is it called? Sneaky Sasquatch, uh, <laughs> or just Sasquatch. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> you, just, you like save this park and it's just like a nice, simple, uh, really great game. So those are my like, those are the apps that I am love. It. And then Messenger and Map, of course. Um, oh, Google I Map Of course, that. Google Maps. Yeah, they're all right. my Google products. Anyway, oh, I
0: love
1: that. that is those my... are my. So, okay, here's just, just to jump really quick, TikTok. Yeah. Someone recently sent me a thing where TikTok videos are now showing up in search results on your video. Yeah. It just it just happened this week. They just sent me a screenshot, and they're like, not just YouTube, but TikTok videos.
0: This is such a dumb question, but is that uh, you can see TikTok through a browser? You don't have to have the app. Okay. Yeah,
1: you totally can. Yeah, I often will send people TikTok videos because they're hilarious, and then they you can watch them on their phone or on a desktop. And
0: okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I have to check that out. That's so interesting. Right.
1: Yeah, and and apps for yourself? Do you have your
0: so i'm android all the way yeah. because i yeah. can't imagine single digit typing into an iphone yeah. i need swipe oh, yeah. in my life
1: good for you yeah. i really
0: need it and i don't have many apps because my storage is always not so <laughs> this is a real good sell for android <laughs> uh, my storage sucks no um let's but see google yeah. photos
1: Google Photos always, I actually use Google Photos as well, not even Apple Photos, because it holds yeah. it up to the cloud all the time. Oh, it's but great. It
0: backs it up.
1: Well, what do you got on your phone?
0: I don't know why my storage is so crappy. It's something I've been trying to solve for a long time now. So I don't know. I I mean, my favorite apps, though, are, you know, all the work ones, the Calendar, Slack. Yeah. Uh, but I really love Robinhood. I have so okay. much fun just checking out stocks on, that, on there. Okay, yeah keeping and pulse on it. Um, I have just like notes in here, you know. Yeah. Um, but I no- love
1: my, I actually love my Apple notes. That's right, yeah. that's like my to do and everything is all in my Apple notes and it syncs to my computer. And so here's the question then. So Slack, are you guys big Slack? Like does your community at work Slack it? Yes. On your phone, keep in touch. Okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. Born, birthed here in Vancouver. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: amazing.
1: From, from the founder of Flickr kind of its past success. Which that is, is exciting. Is so cool. Yeah. Do people still use Flickr? That's my question. When it went to Yahoo? No, you haven't You haven't been on a Flickr site in a while?
0: No, I have
1: not. Have you? No. No. <laughs> no, I've not seen a Flickr link in a while. Although, okay, new new app I got recently, and it's mostly because it was advertised so much to me on TikTok, was Quibbly. Um, I've heard of this. It? Yeah. It's okay, but I don't get it because it's supposed to be like the new Netflix and the new kind of Amazon Prime, except for, they're like these eight-minute shows, but they've already produced a bunch of them. So part of me is just like, okay, i got to go to the next show. I want to know what's happening. And so I binge it all. Yeah. Like, well, like I just watched an hour and ten <laughs> minutes show, but it was just slightly annoying in between the shows. Yeah. So I want to give it some more, like, get, you know, keep giving it a try. And then a new episode came out, and then part of me is like, ah, it's this cliffhanger show that I'm watching with one of the Hemsworth brothers. And it's awesome. Like, it's oh really my gosh. Well, produced, well produced. Except for um, a like... I don't know if I need eight to ten minute episodes in my life.
0: The market has changed because people aren't commuting. We're not waiting in oh. lines like.
1: Yes, actually, I am going to Costco today, though, so maybe. But again, that's yeah. like an hour, two hours, supposedly. So. Right.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so interesting! Wow. Whereas the
1: that if you are commuting, like you, it's the next strain, though. But if you, that's why audio I find doing so so well for commuters. And those, was like, when I go wait in line at Costco today, I don't want to be my head down like this for two hours. I'd rather just be like looking around and listening to something.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. But I have been surprised pre-COVID how many people on the bus are watching stuff.
1: They're doing this. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, and maybe that's why those like kind of neck things that keep <laughs> yeah. your back up right and straight are so vital these days.
0: Totally,
1: good- yeah. totally, yeah. Okay. well, Bernie, um, those that are kind of young, and we we have students that listen to this and watch the show, what's your advice to a young student who's like studying marketing at university or college and wanting to get into this SEO world? What's your kind of word of wisdom and advice? Or if someone wants to transition from their current position, maybe they, they were downsized or they're looking for a new kind of like take on life in marketing, what's your advice to people wanting to get into the world of SEO?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. And there's so much content available now to consume. It's, I mean, it's wild. So um, not to toot my own horn, but the beginner's guide to SEO that I rewrote is super solid for just getting the basics. And I think from there, it's a little bit like programming where in order for it to really sink in, you have to be using it, you have to be trying it. And so really just create a silly website on your own play Mm -hmm. around with making up a fake word and getting it to rank in Google. I guarantee if you just make up a fake word, it'll take you a couple minutes to get it to rank in Google. It's a really great thing. Um, So I think just kind of diving into some of the content, but then also trying not to get your knowledge at a level that is so high, right? Just get the fundamentals and then try things out. And despite what it might look like on Twitter sometimes, we really have a beautiful community of SEOs that support and lift one another up. If you have any questions at all, this is one of the most welcoming and incredible communities to jump in and help you with something. And it's also a great way to get to know people. Um, So I think making those real human to human connections is a important factor in succeeding in SEO. Um, I know myself, I'm, I'm still constantly throwing ideas against peers, um, and getting a pulse on things. So I think growing that is important and just really fun as well. So, That's
1: yeah. Awesome. And I'm sure, and I don't know if there's a site for this out there, but if there's a charity or a micro or small business that could use SEO, but can't afford it. Yeah. You volunteer your services to them. Totally. To get some, as you call it proof in the pudding.
0: Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So again, maybe you go to your local chamber of commerce and say, Hey, I'm willing to offer this. And yeah, maybe it looks like that. So in that, so if someone is saying, Hey, i want to try out Moz, is there a free trial? Is it like, how does it work if someone wants to kind of like run an audit or kind of delve into using an actual Moz tool?
0: Yep. We've got a great free trial. It gives you access to all of Moz's new features. Um, and we're about to roll out some more, so definitely check it out. And it, really walks you through the process of sort of laying out a project you mm-hmm. know and understanding who your search competitors are for the keywords that you're trying to rank for um so it's yeah it's great to keep a pulse on all those things and again Moz is included in this great community so if you ever have any questions so many Mozers are in myself are ready to help you out that's awesome
1: Brittany yeah. thank you for joining us today and sharing so much this has been a jam-packed episode full of ideas uh insights and um, uh, queries about will tiktok uh i don't know we're gonna find out maybe by the time this episode publishes
0: uh, yeah
1: out or who knows right maybe they'll they'll keep showing maybe that's all all the videos will only be tiktok
0: totally totally i can't wait to see this yeah
1: I sometimes wonder when I meet people, I'm like, have you used your extra time for either TikTok or Tiger King? It's one of the two. Right. Or they're just really productive or they now have kids at home. It's one of those, like, they're in those camps.
0: Yeah. Or you go from, like, one binge to another. I know that's been me. Where, like, the first couple weeks I was like, I can't focus. I have anxiety. I, like, notice myself, like, taking things so much more personally than I normally do because I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm afraid right now. (laughs) like I have no idea what the hell is happening to our world. And so I think once I started to kind of get a better grasp on how I'm dealing with it and how I'm feeling, I was better able to kind of evaluate what's helping and what's hurting, you know? So I know I definitely went on Binge City for a while, but I've been trying to be a bit more productive lately.
1: (laughs) I finished Love is Blind. Yeah. 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 See, right? and I'm a
0: psychopath, and I was only interested in a couple couples, and so I fast forwarded yeah. through to I, I just became a real crazy person there for a second.
1: And now, do you follow them on Instagram, or have you kind of like stopped at that point?
0: No, I'm I was kind of over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. The experiment happened, and
0: yes, yeah. exactly,
1: exactly. Well, thanks again, Brittany.
0: Thank you, uh, Darian.
1: Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll make sure we put a link in the description um, of kind of the beginner's guide to SEO. You can also follow Brittany on Twitter, which is awesome. We'll put that link as well. That guide is pinned to the top of her Twitter account right now. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time.